This is your Maniac Mentor Motivational Minute with your host, me, Matt Aponte. And this is episode 46. All right, I'm going to go ahead and address it. Yep, that's right, the big elephant in the room. Go ahead, have at me. Do it. Say it. Matt, where the hell have you been, damn it? I've been listening to you all this time, and then episode 45 comes along and have a great interview with Tabitha, and it was just wonderful, and I was hooked, and then all of a sudden, you left me. You left me there all alone in the audio world with no one else, just crickets. Cricket. Cricket. Okay, that was a bad sound effect. But yes, I did. And there was a lull there. And I apologize for that. But there's a great reason for it. A great reason for it. And I'm going to fill you in a lot more on that in the end of this episode. But the Maniac Mentor brand is expanding. And what I mean by expanding is I mean I am cloning myself. (laughs) Not really cloning myself. But I have two partners, really good friends of mine who are very successful businessmen in their own right and awesome people. We share the same vision, the same motivation, the same, you know, goals in life. And they were just kind of like, you know, Matt, we've been listening to your podcast and we love it. We would, can we be on the show? We would love to be on the show. And so that, that conversation just kind of led to more conversations to where, you know, just like, why don't we just co-host together? And I absolutely love it. Super excited about it. So we've taken, you know, quite a few weeks producing, getting things together, uh, you know, getting podcasts in the can and writing out episodes and kind of figuring out the format and everything. Now, don't worry, we're not changing it very much from what it is now, uh, but we're going to be adding to it and just making it that much badasser, if that's really a word. But it is because I just made it. Darn it. <laughs> but that's going to be starting on episode 47. But right now, this is episode 46, and I have a great interview to bring to you uh, from with a young man named Jeff Perry, and he is the host of the Podcasting Spark. And we have great conversation, talk about a lot of different things, how he got into it. He started off in uh, television broadcast, actually, in high school, and how he kind of transitioned from TV broadcast into podcasting, and now what he does for his side hustle, and some of the largest challenges that he is facing now with his side hustle in podcasting and, um, you know, kind of how he's, he's, uh, meeting them. And we, you know, I share with him some of the things that I do to help with those challenges, you know, when it comes to time management and work life balance. And as you know, if you're an entrepreneur or if you have a full-time job and you're, you have your side hustle that you're trying to build to a full-time, you know, you know, that those are the, the, the seemingly elusive things that you never can catch or almost never catch I mean, is the time management and the family life balance balance or the work-life balance. And so we talk a lot about that and uh, we go back and forth with some really good tips. He shares a lot of great gold nuggets for those who might be interested in uh, starting their own podcast because podcasting is a really good platform for those to, to get your brand out there, just like the Maniac Mentor brand. It's been becoming really successful. So uh, we go into that as well and, and the, the, a lot more stuff. But you know what? Let me just quit rambling about it and uh, let's go ahead and dive in. So here we go. 
Visit ManiacMentor.com and connect on Instagram at ManiacMentor. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I am doing great. Listen, thanks again for, um, you know, being on the show and uh, giving some time so we can, you know, kind of talk about, uh, you know, you, your industry and and our listeners can kind of get a little uh, little different take on, on something other a little different than what I normally interview with them. So thanks a lot for that. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to start the, uh, the conversation about podcasting and, and whatever else you got for me. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's just kind of jump right into it. You know, um, uh, let's introduce yourself to, uh, you know, I, I kind of said a little bit about you here in the intro, but tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what you currently do as a, as a career. Well, my name is Jeff Perry, and I am the host of a podcast called Podcasting Spark. It's a podcast that's about podcasting. It's kind of meta, but uh, anybody that's in the podcasting industry has probably heard of a few podcasts about podcasting, like the Podcast Digest, the School of Podcasting, Podcast Junkies. The list kind of goes on and on. And all of these shows are great, but they're kind of interview shows. And I decided to kind of fork, go a different path on the fork in the road. And instead of doing more interview-based shows, I take interviews that I do with people that are successful in the podcasting space and kind of make it a more narrative format, uh, kind of NPR style, Gimlet Media style, where I take the, the sound bites and then intro it and narrate it and that kind of thing. So that's what I do uh, in the podcasting industry. I've been in broadcasting for over 10 years now. I've been doing it since I was in high school, and I now work at a local television station in Flint, Michigan, and I am production there. I run audio there, and I do a, pretty much anything else that they need me to do, whether it's run the truck, you know, work the graphics, run around like a chicken with my head cut off to make sure guests are where they need to be. I'm kind of a gopher um, when it comes to getting things done there, and it's all because of my experience in broadcasting that has allowed me to kind of be more versatile with it. And uh, I take that versatility and I take that broadcast knowledge with me in the podcast industry, which is what I do for fun and on the side. Very cool. Man, that's that's really interesting. So you uh, so this was nice. So how did you kind of so you said you started broadcasting in school. So I'm assuming that was, you know, with like um, uh, like, you know, the, some high schools have their their own radio station is that right yeah but this one was actually a television station and we had access to the public access channel in our area and i grew up in a city called davison michigan it's about 10 miles east of flint and i worked uh, my junior and senior year i was there um it's actually kind of a, a funny story of how i got started in there and the way i got started was because i was watching i don't know if you remember this guy or not but his name was randy pausch he was the guy that did uh, like last lecture that kind of went viral where he had pancreatic cancer and he did one last lecture at Carnegie Mellon. Oh, okay. Um, and anyway, there was a huge story on it on like 2020 or something like that. And I was just infatuated with him. And I watched his last lecture like six times. <laughs> I was just infatuated with like his ability to do public speaking so well. And I never really had any interest in public speaking or doing anything like that prior to that. But his story really captivated me. And I decided to take that with me when I had to do a presentation about the 1960s in my history class. And I made this presentation 
and I decided to really focus on making sure that I give the best presentation that I could possibly give instead of just, oh, what can I do to get a, a C so I can continue to go in school? Because I wasn't that great of a student. But I decided to really go all out in it. And I had jokes in it. I had you know slides that made transitions, which I had never really done before. I had a bunch of other stuff uh, for this history class about this presentation that's supposed to take seven minutes. I went 12 and a half because I just had so much that I wanted to talk about and all of these jokes and these different things that I wanted to incorporate with this presentation. And it went long, and I thought that I was going to be docked points because of how long I went. But, in fact, it was actually quite the opposite. I got an A-plus on this presentation. And, like I said, I was never really that great in school at the time. I never had really gotten an A in any of my classes. I kind of just skated by in high school. I had no real purpose. And I got an A-plus on this presentation. And it even went so far that the teacher sent a letter to my parents. We had these things like Cardinal Code, a note that said you know, something good that you did. And if you got one of those, it was actually kind of a big deal, especially to my parents. They'd never really gotten one from me or my brother at the time. My brother was in like eighth grade when this was happening. But I got this letter and my parents were super excited about it. And immediately after this presentation, all the students kept telling me, you got to go to DTV, you got to do public speaking, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I really never gave it any thought whatsoever of doing DTV, which was the public access channel that we had in high school where basically a bunch of high schoolers ran a television station and I never really given it much thought to, to do it but everybody kept telling me to do it it was towards the end of my sophomore year in the summer I went in and I talked to the teacher who was running it Randy Scott and he was immediately excited to have me on because apparently they were just not having as many students as possible but i came in he was excited to have me on and you actually had to apply for this class this is the only class in our high school that you had to apply to and i threw my application in and i got accepted over the summer and that's kind of when things changed for me in my entire life you know like i said i never really had any purpose i had really no drive i really didn't care about school and then when i decided to start working with dtv i went I, I dove in headfirst with all my clothes on. It was just a tremendous experience. And that's when I realized, oh, this is something that I can do for the rest of my life. This is something that I can do as a career. And that's kind of how I got started in broadcasting. It was all from a presentation and from a guy that I thought his presentation was great. And the the rest is history, as they say. That's really cool. That's, that's, re that's really a great story because, you know, you don't, you don't hear that kind of story often where somebody was given an opportunity in school and, you know, now 10 years later after they graduated, they're, uh, you know, still in the same industry doing the same thing that they kind of, you know, <laughs> by accident fell into. So that's really neat. Yeah. That's a great story. And the best part is, is that I still talk with Randy a lot, who's the teacher of that class. He and I connect all the time. We 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 uh, we we uh, text back and forth and everything. He was the one that actually landed me the job at the local station I'm at now. He shot me a message and said, "Hey, Twelve is hiring. Do you want to go and work for them?" Or and I said, "Sure." I threw my application in. It was towards my last year in college, and my interview went well. And because I knew Randy, and because I was in DTV, that had already had a reputation at this station. I got the job. So everything came full circle for me from beginning to 
beginning of my career. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. And you know, whenever, um, th that's, that is the one thing because I'm, I'm actually asked a lot, you know, should, uh, and, and this is, you know, that's, that's, that's high school. And, but I get this question asked, you know, about college, you know, should I, should I go to college or not? And, you know, and I, and I think that a lot of times people are, are expecting me to say, you know, no, you shouldn't. But the, the, the reasoning that I give them is the same as, um, as, as, as really what happened to you is the, the, I think the biggest benefit, if you do decide to go to college or, if you're in high school and you're in your last couple years of high school, the, what you need to think about is rather than instead of just kind of, you know, uh, g going through this to just get it done and, and graduate and, you know, and, and do all that stuff, you need to try and get the most out of it, work it for what it's worth. And what I mean by that is when you're active or you're connected in high school and the same goes with college, the most, really the most valuable thing that you get out of that is connections. And because especially when you're in towns and you're trying to get a job or whatever, it is really, uh, not all, but it is largely based on, you know, it's, it's not, as they say, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, mm -hmm. and like, for instance, you know, your, yours was a great example. You, you were able to do something that you ended up loving in high school. You apparently did it so well that, you know, your teacher, uh, you guys still keep in touch. And so you were on the front of his mind and he wanted to help you. And, mm -hmm. you know, you had a connect, he had a connection and he thought of you and he hooked you up and, and here you are. And, you know, this happens a lot too with, with, uh, you know, students who go, you know, to college. And the thing is that if you're going to invest, you know, I think one of the reasons why a lot of, and I'm kind of, you know, jaunting a little bit here, but um, I think one of the reasons why so many students, so many people go to college and they don't get anything out of it or do what they want to do when they're done is because they don't, um, look at it as, yeah, you're getting a valuable education, but one of the, one of the things that you could do that is ex extremely more valuable is work your connections and just work them and use those connections and nurture them because the students that do do that are the ones that, um, you know, that, that get jobs before they're even graduated or, you know, mm -hmm. or get put in place into industries with opportunities before they've even graduated. And that's really cool to, you know, to hear that that happened to you right out of high school, you know, and now, you know, 10 years later, you're, you're doing what you love now. Yeah. How did you, I mean, we, we, you know, know that how you got into this career. So, and, and you kind of just fell into it, but where you're at right now. So between high school and now you're a podcaster. So you didn't, you didn't get into podcasting per se right away. It was more broadcast. So how did you end up getting into the actual like online podcasting niche? It was really out of my creative necessity. Honestly, I was writing blogs and I wasn't really happy with my writing. I never really felt really connected with what I had to say in written form. But if I, maybe it's because of my broadcasting background or just because I like to talk and I feel more connected when I'm having a vocal conversation than I am a uh, written conversation, whether it's texting or, or, or long form written uh, posts or papers or whatever. I felt that I was more connected talking and then 
this thing called podcasting sort of fell into my lap. I'm very fortunate with a lot of things that I do. They kind of just come to me at the perfect time. And podcasting was definitely one of those, just like my broadcasting career. It came to me while I was listening to uh, – well, it, it came to me after I heard about Kevin Smith, who I'm a big fan of. He's the guy that created Clerks, uh, Chasing Amy, Dogma, um, uh, okay. Jersey Girl. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. I have been since I was a kid. And uh, before I could even really buy his movies outright because they're all rated R and they're way too bad for me. But <laughs> yeah. I, I still managed to get cop- copies of them and stuff from my local blockbuster. But uh, – <laughs> The, he he was a, a, a person that I kind of uh, looked up to as kind of a hero of mine. And I started hearing about how he was doing this thing called podcasting. And he was doing a show called Smodcast with him and Scott Mosher. And I decided to give it a listen. And they talked a lot about how you don't need to ask for permission anymore to create this kind of stuff. You can do a podcast on your own. And so I was just like, all right, let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> So I decided to start doing one in the movie industry because at the time I was going to school for filmmaking and and kind of in the broadcasting space. So I decided to do a movie podcast and it worked out uh, where I had a couple of friends of mine be a part of it. And it was it was a lot of fun. I never really expected it to be as much fun as it was. I was expecting it to kind of be uh, something I do that kind of fizzles out. But uh, I always kept coming back to it even after movie suck which was the first podcast i did kind of fell to the wayside i continued to try and make podcasting work and continued to come back to it even after i was trying other creative outlets that's that's how i kind of got into podcasting is that i tried it i loved it Uh, i tried to perfect the niche and the topics that i would talk about over several different podcasts that i kept trying but i always decided to come back and Maybe it's just because I'm stubborn or maybe it's because this medium is something that I really connected to. I like to think it's the latter, but it also could be a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that um, it, my, my stubbornness played a huge part in me sticking to, uh, you know, what it is that I'm that I'm doing and got me to where I'm at now, you know, coupled with the passion. And, yeah. um, you know, I kind of always say like I was... I had just enough passion to 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 get it going, and I had plenty of stubborn to keep it going. Yeah, so, I think that's the case for me too. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so now, um, so you have a you have a, a job uh, that where you work in broadcasting, correct? Yep. Yep. A- and then you do. I know you do like uh, podcast editing um, on the side, kind of like your side hustle. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I've been doing that for about a month now. Cool. And so what's your, um, what's, what is your kind of like, you know, your goal, uh, you know, with this, where, where do you see yourself kind of going in your, you know, industry in, in your niche? Is this something that you want to maybe turn into a, a full-time thing or, or what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know if I'm at the point where I'm just like, I want to leave my job and start doing this full-time. I'm very comfortable and I'm very happy with what I'm doing full-time. But uh, I was starting to do it because I wanted to have some extra supplemental income. And with broadcasting, things change in the blink of an eye. There was a scare I had back in October where I thought that I was going to be laid off. I'm not going to – I don't want to get into the the nitty-gritty details of it. But to make a long story short, they were getting rid of a department that I was a part of at the time. And they were going to outsource it. 
And that's when I started to really think about, oh, what if I have to leave the broadcast industry or because they get rid of me, whether it's through automation or them downsizing? It is a it's a fear that people have in that industry and it's something that happens more often than not where companies will come in and make big changes to these stations and ultimately lower the amount of employees that they need and cause layoffs. So when I had that scare in October, I decided to really start thinking about other revenue streams that I could do to sort of make ends meet in the event that something like that were to happen. Now, luckily, they kept me on board because they liked me so much, but I still kept that idea in my head of, like, I need to have several forms of revenue because if I lose that one stream of revenue, I am not going to be able to put food on the table. I'm not going to be able to pay rent. So I have to sort of think of it that way. But I also wasn't just doing it to try and make some extra money. It was also because I wanted to do more than just create a podcast and, and do that in the podcasting industry. I wanted to be a, a a leader in podcasting and one way that I knew I could do that is to help others make their show great and I was able to connect with Emerald City Productions and they've helped me out a lot and I'm happy with the content that they're putting out in the shows that they have that they edit for and that I edit for now and you know it, it helps a lot uh, financially but it also helps a lot personally because it's such a passion of mine to do as much as I can in the podcast industry and help others. And I make a little bit of money for it on the side, but honestly, if, if I had to do it for free, I still would. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, um, th- that's one thing that, um, uh, y- there's, there's quotes all of it, you know, you know, it's like, if you loved it so much, you need to do something that you would do for free anyway. And, you know, that's kind of how I got into, uh, you know, photography and then video production uh, because, you know, I loved it so much. Even whenever I wasn't getting paid for it, I was doing it. And, uh, you know, that's that's really, you know, good on you for being able to kind of see, you know, possibilities, trends, things, you know, because it does. It happens all the time. Um, you know, people get laid off and companies downsize and, you know, or you get new management and they decide for whatever reason they don't need you or your department and you get laid off. And so it's smart, um, you know, to to create a, a, another one or two sources of income just in case your your main, you know, job, you end up getting downsized because it happens all the time. You know, it happened to me back in uh, 2008 and um you know, while that was largely because of the, uh, you know, the, the economy collapse, but another company came in, bought the company that I worked for and, you know, the same thing, you know, a whole department was laid off and I was the manager of that department and that meant me too. And at that time I was making really good money and I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about, you know, creating like doing a job on the side was, I always had the entrepreneurial spirit but I was making such good money at that time and things were going so well that it was, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll get to it kind of a thing. And then mm-hmm. boom, the rug got pulled out from under me and I was like, Bleh. you know, so, and you know, it was the same thing with hundreds, thousands of people, you know, during that time. But the, the takeaway point, you know, that what I want to elaborate on what you said here is because, you know, a lot of my listeners are, uh, 
they're either, you know, full-time small business owners or they're, you know, just starting out and they have a, a full-time uh, job and they, but they would like to maybe one day, you know, go full-time and work for themselves. And the, you know, or, and there's also listeners who, who have that spirit, have that idea, kind of like how I was and was like, yeah, I want to get to that one day. But, you know, it's important that they understand that, you know, one day, you know, usually ends up being no day. And, you know, until you start it now, it's, it's the way I see it is like, it's insurance, you know, it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, investing in insurance in your income, you know, but diversifying your income and, and, uh, and then you never know. I, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a, a woman who, uh, started with the, the same thing, same reason she was a teacher and she needed to supplement her income because as everybody knows, teachers don't make as much money as they, you know, they should. And so she mm-hmm. started selling, you know, little teaching courses and stuff online, to other teachers that, you know, that wanted the stuff and she was, you know, started making some money and she was like, wow, you know, this is really something. And so she started growing on it. She saw that there was a need, not only in the teacher sector, but in the small business, you know, sector. And so she grew. And then, you know, three years later, she, you know, more than uh, tripled her, her income that she was making as a teacher. And, you know, I interviewed her the day that she uh, put in her, um, her resignation as a, as a, you know, a career teacher. And so, you know, you don't always have to start with the big dreams of like, Hey, this is going to, this is going to retire me or this is going to be my big thing. But, but you start and, and, uh, the great thing about, and that's what I always recommend is do something while you have a job and while you have that steady income, because now you have the ability to, to tweak it, to figure it out and to live, you know, to, if, if it's not doing so good in the beginning, that's okay. You know, because you have another full-time income and you can work it from there. Um, you know, but so many people just kind of like dive in head first to start their own business. And then they realize it was a lot harder than they did. So, um, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, what, what, um, whenever you, you started now that, you know, that you're doing this and you're making some money on the side and I know you're still kind of relatively, uh, new to this side hustle kind of thing, but what are some challenges that you're, you're facing right now with, you know, having a full-time job and, um, you know, generating this, this side income? Well, there are about two things that I've come across that are challenges. I wouldn't say that they're problems or, or anything like that, but like it's challenges. The first one is time management. Uh, like I said, I have a full-time job and I do editing on the side and I don't have a full-time work from home schedule where I can do a bunch of stuff here and there, uh, like bang out like seven episodes in a day and do it. I have to kind of chip away at all the episodes that I get sent to me day by day. You know, if I can get one or two done per day, then I consider that as a success. But there are times where, uh, I'm not able to do that. Life gets in the way. I just recently moved into a new place. So, a lot of my time was sort of taken away to focus on the move and we kind of fell behind and it was because of my time management skills weren't as great as they should be. And I'm working on that now. And so time management was always a thing that I had to deal with because I have a set schedule for when I have to do my day job and then I have to find time around that to do stuff for my side hustle. 
So time management was the first one that was a big problem that I'm working on now, uh, trying to have a more set schedule. I'm working with my fiance to sort of allow me to work on stuff while we're both home because it kind of goes into the second problem I've got, which is work-life balance. Because I work a full-time job and I'm doing this side hustle, I'm working 60 hours a week or so, um, maybe more. Uh, when I come home, I work on stuff. When I wake up in the morning before I go to work, I work on stuff. So I have to find ways to sort of allow myself to make time for my fiance and for my family because family is number one to me no matter what I'm doing. Business, uh, my day job, all of that can fall uh, to a very, very distant second compared to my family. And I always put them first, or I try to at least. And I haven't been with this new side hustle as much as I want to. So I've decided to sit down with my fiance and plan out when I can work on stuff and plan out when I will literally put my phone in a drawer, close my laptop and just spend the time with her. And we've worked something out now where I think it it will benefit both of us, where I can get my extra income and do what I love and also have time for us to to have uh, time to spend together. So it's just time management and family work-life balance that I have had trouble with. But um, the first step in any issue is to admit that it's a problem or admit that it's a challenge and then look at the bull in the face and try and fix it. And that's what I'm doing now is trying to fix it and working towards it. That's that's really great. And I'm glad you brought that up. And um, you were honest about that because this is something, you know, these are really, really good key takeaway points for anybody who is even even if you're not this is this is going to be a challenge whether you're doing a side hustle or whether you know you have a business full-time and you're working the business you know this is still not so much a challenge anymore but it is something that um, you know we're constantly monitoring here you know in my household and the, the you know I I had started my business back in 2009 so I was I was, you know, a business owner, an entrepreneur long before my, you know, now wife met. And so I, you know, didn't, I would just date, I would date off and on and, and whatnot, but my business was always first, you know, growing my business, my income, everything was, that was number one, everything else was a number two. And then whenever I got, uh, you know, serious with my, with my girlfriend or, you know, wife now, and I, you know, decided to, to kind of schedule things a little bit more so I could, you know, spend some time. And then, you know, that evolved into, you know, us moving in together and then now we're married. And so we had to do the same thing that you're talking about. We had to talk about, you know, okay, well, you know, because as a, as a full-time business owner, especially when, you know, 90%, 95% of what you do is online, you can do it anywhere. So you can essentially be working anytime, anywhere. And there were a lot of times, you know, when, when I had to uh, just like check myself because, you know, we're spending time together and I get a text message and I'm, or, you know, I have an email or whatever from a client and I'm, I'm messaging them back and, you know, I'm trying to answer their questions and whatnot. And then, and, you know, or, you know, cause I'm in social media doing social media posts and, 
I had to really work on the same thing that you're, the challenges that you're having is this, this work, this schedule, the scheduling of when you're going to work and when you're going to not work and just spend time with your family. And so I, we got that under control and, uh, but then now my wife decided, you know, earlier this year that she wanted to start her own business on the side. Um, cause she's a, she's a full-time, um, sonographer and, you know, she, she came across something that she really loved and she was really passionate about and she had an opportunity and she also saw that, you know, nothing is, nothing is, uh, you know, forever stable and, um, you know, the hospital that she, wor- you know, works for on different shifts, they were cutting hours and it just kind of got her thinking and, um, you know, and so she was like, you know, I'm going to start my own business. And so now, you know, I, I have my business, which actually is three businesses in one. And then she has her full-time job and now she's starting her business. So we've had to redo this whole scheduling thing again, because now, and she said this to me a lot. She's like, wow. She says, you know, before I would get upset and I'd see you on your phone, you know, doing social media or replying to emails or whatever. And she says, but now I understand. She says, now I understand. She's <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it, you know, it just happens all the time and she's on her phone and she's, you know, she's a, a, a super focused kind of person. So when she's into something like everything zones out. So if she's replying to an email or whatever social media post, don't bother talking to her because you're just not getting through. So it's even more amplified. So we've had to have the same conversations again. Now it's like, okay, so, you know, we've come up with a schedule. We've had to, you know, be uh, 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 very, adult about it and call each other out and we have to be cool with calling each other out you know, saying mm-hmm. hey you know hey we're not working right now and we're like you know oh what you're right you know that, that can wait you know unless they're wanting to pay you money right now it can wait until our, our working hours open up and so you know what you said is is very true you have to get this this schedule and you know one thing that i have learned so much uh myself is not only how it helps you with your work and life balance to be able to, you know, have a family and spend time with them. Because after all, that's why anybody who wants to build their own business and be successful, like that's the end goal to buy yourself back that freedom and that time. So that way you can spend as much time with your wife, kids, you know, whatever it is, girlfriend as you want. But what that schedule does for you too, is it also makes you more productive and, if you know that, hey, you know, I have an hour, you know, f- for me to get this work done and I do an hour here and an hour there and that's my schedule, then when you're in that time, you're focused, you're zeroed in and you get a lot more done. I feel I do anyway. I get so much more done whenever I have a schedule of from this time to this time I'm working and I'm working on this and this is what I have to get done uh, versus, you know, all right, well, I'm going to you know, today within the next, you know, four or five hours, I'm going to do this. And then at the end of it, you kind of feel like, you know, crap, <laughs> I didn't really get everything done because you got distracted. Mm-hmm. You went down a rabbit hole or whatnot. And so, um, you know, that's really good that you were able to bring those points up because I, I, I feel like these are extremely valuable, uh, you know, things that, you know, my listeners need to listen to, especially those who are, are thinking about going in and starting a side hustle and they have a family. Um, you know, if you're out there and you're single, take advantage of it, man, and just dive 
all in and go because it's not, yep. it's not going to be that way whenever you have a significant other or, you know, a family. So, uh, yeah, really good points there. So let me ask you, uh, Jeff. So if someone were, you know, who's listening right now, let's say that they're interested in, uh, starting a podcast, right? So let's say they, they've kind of found the same voice and the same, you know, passion or mission that you and I both have found. And, you know, maybe they, maybe they want to kind of do that for their side hustle. You know, they're like, man, it'd be really cool if I could have a podcast and I could have listeners and make money. Um, what, what's some, what are the, like the first, like, let's say step one, step two, step three. So what are the, the, the best actionable tips that you could give them if this is something that they wanted to do? And right now it's just kind of like an idea for them. They haven't actually taken any steps. What's some advice that you could give them? Before they spend a dime, before they spend any kind of money at all, they need to have two things. The one thing is a topic and a goal for your podcast. So let's say, for instance, Johnny wants to do a podcast about sneakers. Okay, cool. You can talk about the new Air Jordans. You can talk about the Yeezys. But what's the whole point of your podcast? What's your goal for the podcast? Do you just want to do it for fun? Do you want to just talk about your passion and have people that are also passionate about sneakers be a part of it? Or do you want to make this a side business? And if so, how are you going to translate your podcast into being a side business for you? Or how is the podcast going to incorporate with that side business? So you have to have a goal. You have to have an idea for where that podcast is going to go and you have to have a set write it down write it down with a pen and paper what your goals are for this don't just say oh i'll just do this now write it down put it on your wall in front of your desk wherever you're going to do this podcast thing and have it there at all times the second thing you need to do and this one is kind of more along the lines of where things kind of fall apart for many podcasters there's a statistic that I've heard where like 90% of podcasts never make it past episode seven. So again, before you spend a dime and before you do anything, get that same pen and paper out and write off at least 10 to 25 podcast ideas or podcast episodes that you want to do. And that way, when you finally do go and search Google to buy your microphone and whatever else you need to get started, or even just get a hold of me and I'll help you out. But before you do anything as far as as far as spend money or in, invest in this with your time, you've got at least 10 to 25 podcast episode ideas and you have an idea of what your podcast is going to be about and what your goal is for it. So once you get those two things done, you can just Google where you can get the best podcasting microphone or what software you should use. And there's options from, you know, less than 50 bucks and you have everything you need to do. And, you know, if you want to spend a little bit extra money, you can, but like it, podcasting has such an easy and cost effective entry zone that it's, it's super easy to do. And a lot of people talk about hardware and a lot of people talk about what they need to make their podcast sound the best. This is going to be your first podcast. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be very blunt with you. It's, it's going to be the worst episode you ever do, your first episode, because you're only going to get better. So stop worrying about how it sounds and make sure that everything is perfect. Just do it, focus on your goals, and start recording the episodes that you've written down. 
that's mainly the only things I can really give as far as actionable tips that I think are worth value. You can Google all these blog posts about what else you need to do as far as hardware and software and uh, all these courses that range from 50 bucks a month to $300 one-time fee to $1,000 of how to get how to start podcasting and get the best out of it. But you don't need any of that. You don't need to spend any more money than you have to on a microphone. And if you have a computer, you're done. That's all you need. But it's not about what how it's going to sound and what the podcast quality is like. It's what the content is and what your goals are for it that matter the most. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is really, really good advice. And I, uh, I, I want to back you up 110% on that. Um, and, and it's, you, you know, you mentioned that you were in, um, you went to film school or you started, you know, going into, into, uh, you know, production and, and movies and stuff. Cause you were interested in that. And mm-hmm. it's the same. There are a lot of people spend the time creating this beautiful, visually awesome cinematic piece and having the actors and, you know, the background music and they have to have the best locations and all this stuff. But the dialogue and the storyline sucks. And it doesn't matter how much time you put into everything else. If the dialogue and the storyline sucks, then nobody's going to watch it and they're, or they're not going to watch it past the five, 10 minute mark. And you know, that goes even so much so more relevant for podcasting because all it is, is, is content. It's audible content. So it has to be really, really good. And, you know, I also kind of want to throw something out there because there's probably a lot of people, you know, like me, like what you said, it doesn't matter what kind of equipment, you know, don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. There is a guy, um, I don't, maybe you've listened to his podcast, uh, warrior on fire and he, his name's Garrett J white. And, uh, he, he has a podcast. It's a, it's a daily podcast and, um, or it used to be daily. I think now it's down to weekly, but he, um, all he does is, is speak into his phone and records it. And he, he has this podcast They're anywhere from five to eight minutes and, he does them straight to his phone while he's driving in his car or wherever he's walking or sitting in his house, whatever he's doing. And that is how he does it. He has a simple intro and a simple outro and that's all it is. And, but it's all about the content and the content is great. And, and even if that's not enough for you, you know, uh, uh, of a point that you don't need anything crazy. Also, if you listen to the Gary V podcast show, a lot of his podcasts are him just talking on his phone because he's moving and traveling so much, you know? So somebody with as, as, as much of a, 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 an indisposable income as these people still, it's not so much about the equipment and the quality. So don't let that become a barrier, um, you know, for you to, to just get out there and start creating content. And like you said, you know, your first one's going to suck and, you know, you just keep doing it and you're going to hate how you sound the first couple times and, and whatnot, uh, you know, but the more you do it, the, the better you're going to get at it. I do want to ask you one other, one other, qu- or your thought on, on one thing. And sure. because I'm going to be me personally, myself, I'm going to be d- doing a lot more traveling, uh, coming up and I don't want my podcasts to suffer because right now I have a, a complete, you know, setup here in the house. And so I've been looking into um, apps where you can just essentially uh, do some mixing, mixing your, you know, your intro, your little commercial interlude break, and then your mm-hmm. outro. 
Um, what are, but I haven't seemed to come across one yet. There was one, but there, I haven't seemed to come across one yet that, uh, that I was able to really work with. Are, are there any out there that you would recommend that, you know, like you could just put on your phone or your tablet and then just kind of set up your own little portable podcasting, you know, setup? Oh yeah. Yeah. I used to do a podcast from beginning to end with a, with a iPad. Um, the way that it worked was there's a, there's an adapter you can get for an iPhone or an iPad that is essentially, it's called the camera USB three, uh, adapter where you plug in the lightning cable and then you have the ability to plug in another lightning cable into the adapter and a USB, uh, microphone or mixer. And that allows you to power the device if it needs to be powered and have a mixer or even just a USB microphone plugged in right to your iPad. And you can get you can use that to do uh, audio recording and things like that. And that's how you get the audio side of things done for your microphone. You oh. can also... Once you have that, I use an app called Ferrite, F-E-R-R-I-T-E. It's a complete digital audio workstation or DAW that you can use on your iPhone and your iPad. I prefer to use it on an iPad just because there's more screen real estate there. But once you have your microphone or mixer plugged in and you have the audio side of things all set, you just open up Ferrite and you can record uh, as long of a track as you want. You know, it, it is just dependent on how much hard drive space you have on that uh, device. And you can edit it there, you can splice things, you can add tracks, you can add intros, you can put effects in, you can compress it. All these things that like uh, people that are in the podcasting space that have been doing editing for a while can do. And that's how I did my old podcast called Podcast Brief. I literally just took my ATR2100, which is a USB microphone, plugged it into my iPad, opened up my script, and recorded what I written, and put the podcast together from there, threw my intros and outros in, had some music underlying it, and uploaded it right to Libsyn right on my iPad. So you can do it traveling. And I know a lot about it because that's what I was doing for a while, was just completely putting my laptop away and doing everything on my iPad. That's that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to definitely look that up when we get off the uh, off the line here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download that stuff. Cause yeah, yeah, and if your listeners are interested... I can. I don't know. Is this for the episode or is this just for you? No, this is this is for my listeners. Okay, and if your listeners are interested, I'll send you links, and you can either throw it in the description of the episode or on your website. And how I do everything, I can just show you. There's also a great article that Jason Snell, who used to be the uh, the editor in chief of Mac Story, no, not Mac Stories. Uh, what was it? MacWorld. Um, anyway, Jason Snell is a, a genius when it comes to podcasting and pretty much anything Apple. And since I'm in the Apple ecosystem, that's where I focus. But I'm sure there's options there for Android users as well. But um, there's a great article that I'll send you and all the equipment that I use uh, if your listeners are interested. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, and I kind of want to throw this in, in there to any of my listeners who, um, you know, might be like, you know, hey, man, you know, I love talking on the phone, uh, but I don't really like being on camera but I want to coach or I want to build my brand or, you know, I want to build myself as an authority and podcasting is a really good way to do that. Um, you know, me personally, I have no problem being in front of, you know, on video or whatever, but, 
whenever I'm on a, on, you know, podcasting, I, uh, you know, and, and I shared this with you on my interview when you interviewed me on your show is, mm-hmm. is that, you know, I don't have a, a, a camera in front of me or I'm not in a group of people so I can be so much more myself and my personality can really shine through. And so if you're one of those people like me and you really, and you want to think about building your brand, then podcasting, you should really take a, a serious you know look into podcasting because um, it's a it's a great way uh, you know to to do it and kind of get yourself you know out there and you can just start with you know one episode uh, every two weeks or one episode a month or one episode a week and and uh, just kind of get it out there and it's really exciting to see when you start seeing your downloads start rolling in and. Um, you know, and, and people just sharing it and, and so, and then people, you know, reaching out to you as it grows. So, um, if you could please send me the links and everything, and I'm going to, uh, put those in the show notes. So if you're listening, just go to, go to the show notes. If you're on the website, just go down in the description or whatever, you know, podcasting app you're using, just go into the show notes and there'll be clickable links there. And, um, so your podcast also, uh, Jeff goes into, uh, it's more based along the lines for, you know, podcasters who podcast, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's also there to sort of share stories of other people in the podcasting space that they may know of, or, uh, are just interested in how people in the podcasting space are able to be successful and how they can make things happen. So it's 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 mainly dedicated towards people in the podcasting space. But if anybody's just like super interested in how podcasting works and super interested to hear stories about people in the space, it's also for them too. Great. And so how can they? I mean, they're already listening on either you know iTunes, Google Play, or or Stitcher, or they're on my website. So how could they they could find your podcast? Yeah, you can go to podcastingspark.com and just click on the button that says subscribe. You'll have options to subscribe on pretty much every single platform that's out there. Or if you're already in the podcasting app, you can just search Podcasting Spark and you'll find it there. Um, you know, If you want to make the search a little bit easier, depending on what app you're using, just search Podcasting Spark Jeff Perry and you'll find me right there. And you can subscribe and give it a listen. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, um, you know, Jeff, for coming on the line with me. This is this is really uh, really a good show, and and um, I know that my listeners are going to be able to get some good value out of this, which is always my intent with you know everything that I put out. So I appreciate you helping me do that on this one. I appreciate being on, man. I appreciate you doing the same for me on my show. Yeah, absolutely, anytime. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll exchange again here soon in the next uh, coming months or so. <laughs> oh, I would love that. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, you take care. Hey, you too, Matt. All right. Well, that was a great interview there with Jeff Perry. And again, if you are interested in learning more about starting your own podcast, which I have to tell you, it is quite easy to do if you know how to do it. Uh, head on over to his website, podcastingspark.com. He actually has an ebook there. Uh, I believe it's the five tips or five tools things that you need to start your podcast. It's completely free download. You can go ahead and download that. Um, And all of the links and everything are in the show notes. And I want to thank Jeff again for being on the line on my show and uh, giving me some time. Um, And it was a, it was a good, it was a lengthy little podcast, but there was a, there was a lot of good stuff there and great conversation. Well, a couple of things before I go. Number one, 
If you're not currently subscribed on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher Radio, then go get yourself subscribed. Just search Maniac Mentor, and you're going to see my ugly mug, and click on that subscribe button. Oh, and another thing. You definitely want to get subscribed, because this episode 46 is the last episode of the quote-unquote old format. If you uh, listened to the beginning of this, which I'm pretty sure you did if you got this far, you heard that... We are expanding the Maniac Mentor brand, bringing on two very good, very close friends, business partners as well onto the show. And so we are expanding. We're not changing. We're expanding the format. So you definitely want to be subscribed. A lot of great stuff we're bringing to you. So you're going to have to. This is uh, this podcast is going to be published on Saturday, August 5th. So Monday... August uh, 5, 6, 7, August 7th will be our new podcast with the new format and the new Maniac Mentor team. So you better listen or we're going to come get you. <laughs> yeah. And number two, you're listening to these podcasts and you're getting these tips and this inspiration for free. So now you have a responsibility. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts before all the way to the end, you've heard this. That's right. You have a responsibility to share this podcast with someone who you think might enjoy it as much as you do. It's called The Power of Reciprocity. So please, let's practice that and share my podcast, people. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's how else do you expect it to spread? You got to share it, please. (laughs) Okay, that's it for me on this one. This was your Maniac Mentor Motivational Minute with your host, Matt Aponte. I am Audi 5000. Have a good day, a good afternoon, a great evening. And please, stay blessed, be motivated, and most of all, stay focused. Catch you on the flip side of another beautiful day and another revised podcast. See you in episode 47, people. Got lots for ya. Kisses! Be sure and visit ManiacMentor.com and follow him on Instagram at ManiacMentor.com.